Well, hello. Hello. Good day. We got to do a thing where we got where we say hello at the same time one day. Okay. Well, we, we, we did that, and it was awkward. Me and Keegan done it all the time. Hmm. But it won't yeah. be as bad with all three of us. Either way, movie talk about it. <laughs> three people, two movies, and one theme. How about that? Yep. How about that? What's Speaking today's classic. theme? What's emotional. Today's theme? It was emotional. There you go. Fucking had some. Jace wanted to feel something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm cold-hearted. I'm a ginger. So, I have no soul. So Keegan picked a movie called Happiness. Mm, which right. represented no happiness. And I picked something very depressing, which is Blue. an emotion, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't also know what de- you'd call that movie. Also devoid of happiness? I don't know. Happiness made me laugh a couple times. You, you're going to hell, Keegan. <laughs> I mean, it's it is it is a comedy. It's a dark comedy. Like there was bits about it where it wasn't that dark, but I don't see where it was funny in that movie. Oh, I'll, expl- I can... I'll, I'll, I'll explain when we get into it. Yeah, oh. I can understand, but I just didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Either way. Well, Tell, Keegan, tell us a bit about what you've seen this week first before we get into this fucking bullshit. Yeah, get my get my shit out of the way. Yeah. Okay. Well, there was a movie I saw that was similar in ways to one of our picks, Blue Valentine, and it was called Greed from 1924. Yeah. It follows a couple who win the lotto, and then we just proceed to watch their mental health and all of their relationships just deteriorate. Is it because of the money? It changed them. Performances. Oh, yeah. They're a little cheesy at times with like the bald fists and the over emotiveness that they had to do with films being silent back then. Overall, it was just really, oh. yeah, overall it was really amazing though. Really emotional. Like it just was really effective. It worked on me. Had some great shots that were just loaded with meaning and it just never lost its momentum. It was, it was tops the whole runtime, which makes the fact that it was cut down from eight to two hours really tragic. The full version's still missing. Oh. Yeah. That's a long time to watch a movie, though. Eight hours? Yeah. It was tops the whole runtime, which makes the fact that it was cut down from eight hours to two hours just really tragic. And the full version is just missing. I just I hope someone finds it in the shed somewhere before I die. <laughs> I doubt it. It was like, what was it made? In the 20s? There's it's a... Like a- that shit's yeah. long gone, dude. Ah, <laughs> uh, there's a rumour that it's somewhere in a vault. Something to do with Mussolini. Keep dreaming. Uh, yeah. Apparently the few who did see the full version at the one showing back then, they all said it was a masterpiece. And so, damn. Tragic. Do you want to hear some, some single sentence little quickies? Yeah, go on. Right in cell block 11 was a decent political 50s movie about the prison system. Mm. Um, Ant-Man 2 and 3 were just complete oh, dog Oh my gosh. Complete dog shit. Absolute garbage. I forgot. I've also seen Ant-Man 3 this week. Dog this shit. week. Dog shit. That's dog why shit. Thought, Lady Snowblood was uh, this epic 70s samurai blood spraying everywhere revenge movie. You just can't go wrong. So it was, that was a rewatch of a favourite. 
Sorry to Bother You was a really cool and surreal little movie. What a weird movie. I liked the yeah, social commentary, you know, and also just was really surreal. Horsecock. The dude talking in his white voice was just so uncanny. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, 42nd Street was a cliche little 30s movie about a Broadway show, but it was just, Mm -hmm. it was really, it was a lot of fun anyway. Fun movie to watch. And then Gentlemen Prefer Blondes was a really good and colourful Marilyn Monroe comedy that I watched last night. That's it. Oh, yeah. Fair watch. Yeah. Fair amount. Mm-hmm. James, did you watch anything this week? No. Playing any games? Mm-hmm. Yes. The game talk about us. Let's go. <laughs> no. We had movie talk about us. Oh, right. I've been watching TV series. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, the new Manifest TV series or episodes have come out, and they're pretty good, actually. Nice. Oh, yeah. Man. Hmm. There is one thing I forgot to talk about last recording. I'm just kicking myself. I was so disappointed that I forgot to talk about the um, the season finale of Farmer Wants a Wife. Oh, no. (laughs) Fuck. It was hilarious. (laughs) It was so funny. Like the Uh... way they were building suspense the entire time he was just, he was hyping her up, like buttering her up, saying, oh, yeah, I had such a good time with you. And at the end, he's just like, but I'm going with the other one. And I just, that was hilarious. Emotional. Emotional damage. Yeah, that was the real emotional fit theme. Oh, we should have watched Farmer Wants a Wife instead of these movies. Oh, yeah. I should have recorded it. It's just a silly show. Like a farmer gets gets to try out all the different women, I guess, before he chooses the one he likes. It's a silly little thing. Be dating. Wait, why is this so popular? Like, why is is there one drama way girls? and reality wait, TV? Wait, stop, stop. Let me finish. Why? Why is there like? Is there one where a girl tries out all the guys and then she chooses one? There was one season where they did that. I was one of the first ones. Because I see a lot of guys choosing girls, but not the opposite way. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should try farming, Jess. You be a farmer. No. No. I got yeah. a, I got a lot of, of I I work with um farmers. That's my job. I'm working in the agribusiness industry. And yeah. <laughs> a lot of those a lot of those farmers are male, so you know, majority True. of them are male. So that's why it's well, always to be like, honest, farmers mm. do are very busy and don't have much of a social life. No, they don't really. Maybe if they're, they're just all friendly. If they just chose like a different career, it has more women in it statistically, like yeah. But usually farming is more like down the like the the line of family. Oh like, yeah, a lot of people don't get a choice. Like they they just inherit the farm and like have to continue it. Sometimes. And then they like well, sometimes they other people the, buy it. And then the bloodline gets too pure, and they start getting sick. So they have to sign up for father wants a wife to <laughs> in Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Twisted. Oh, I watched a few good ones. Well, uh-huh. good, better than usual. Uh, the the biggest one that I've watched is uh, Across the Spider Verse. I watched that one in the cinemas. Mm-hmm. Um, 
looking at the reviews, I thought it was supposed to be really, really good, but then I watched it and I I didn't think it was as good as it all was hyped up to be. Well, yeah. Contrarian. Um, it's still good. Like, mm. really good. Like, the animation was, like, out of this fucking world. Do you agree but, with the, the Letterboxd official top 250 list having it at number one? No. There you go. I don't. I don't think the plot really supports how, like, I don't think the plot really holds well, but the animation is just phenomenal. It's just too much, like, plot-wise, it's way too much going on, and it's just very overwhelming. You don't get the time to absorb all the amazing things, you know, the amazing stuff going on in the film. And there's not much Spider-Men, like, cool, friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man stuff going on. But that's, yeah, what, right. that's my opinion, anyway. Mm-hmm. Still a good movie, 7 out of 10. Not yet. Um, then I watched... I've watched this movie called The Kid Detective, thinking it was just going to be a funny, goofy movie. But then it just, like, towards the, like, last third of the movie, it just took a very dark, morbid turn. And I'm like, oh, fuck. All right. Thought this was, like, more of a kids-ish movie. But no, it just turned really, really fucking dark really quick. Good movie. Surprised me. Hmm. So it it was a good movie because of that? Just because it caught me off guard. Okay. Um, you expected it, the whole movie is like kind of goofy. This guy is stuck in like he's a kid detective and he's an adult and he he thinks he's still a smart detective and all that, but he's acting childish. But then it just takes a really strange turn. Mm, okay, interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then the final one I watched was Mars Attacks. <laughs> mm. Um, very bizarre. I watched this in my hotel room. <laughs> So nice. just come up on live TV, premium TV. And uh, mm. I, it's just one of those goofy movies you can't really hate, but it's yeah. kind of mid anyway. Like poor, poor production, poor like effects, but you still kind of like it, you know? Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. I think it's mm-hmm. a or just, or I'm still hearing the ack, 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 ack of the aliens in my head. Yeah, I know. Oh. And then, like the guy who like squashes one of the um the glass bulbs that they have, like off their helmets, and then squishes their brains. I thought it was pretty good. I just thought it was like, oh, illy, but like terrible effects. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of want to see that movie again. You know, we need a theme that's um around aliens or space. We, we haven't had do one that. of those themes yet. We should we should do that. Hmm. The mm. Mars attacks might be part of the the thing. There's a few Roger. Oh, Co- oh no! No! <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead. We don't care. We're just getting shit kicked. I just want new things. I don't want the same fucking director that you've been watching for the last fifteen years. Mm, but you haven't been watching him, so that's the problem. Yeah, but you talk about him, and it's like me watching them yeah. all over again. <laughs> As if you were paying attention when I was actually talking to you about him. I do pay attention. <laughs> Fuck you, King. <laughs> well, I also did watch um, Ant-Man 3 too, but yeah, that's shit. We all know that. Moving on. <laughs> yes. And that's coming from a She-Hulk fan. I've got to watch that. She-Hulk. Wait. 
Wait, you talking about Mickey being a She-Hulk fan? No, me. No. no. <laughs> oh, She-Hulk wasn't that bad, actually. I was going to say. It was bad and very funny, in my opinion. I'm going to okay. get on this She-Hulk train. It's very oh, okay. relative to, to these days, like the recent days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should probably move on to these movies, yeah, eh? These emotional movies. Which yeah. one should we talk about first? I think Jay should pick which one we talk right. about first. It's the a... one we're going to talk about first is the one that I don't have a lot to say about, which is actually the better one out of the two. Oh, what? I know. I, 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 I want to rant hard about the other movie. Mm. Oh. I want to rant hard about this movie that we're about to talk about, not about yeah, the other well, movies. Let's, let's rant hard about this movie then. All right. What All right. Blue Valentine. Yep. Would what? you like me to tell you about Because I fucking love this film. Yeah. Do you have a Sorry. synopsis? Yes, I do. All right. Um, it's about a couple, Dean and, Cin- and Cin- uh, Cindy. They live in a quiet and a modest neighborhood. They appear to have the world at their feet at the outset of the relationship but however his lack of ambition and her retreat into self-absorption cause potentially irreversible cracks in their marriage so it's just about him this couple slowly falling out of love yeah do you know how long they were together for Um, it doesn't really say no but significant um, probably however old the kid is which is probably like what yeah, no. so they've probably been together about 10 years. Because, oh no, no, they would be together Close for the to same 10 length years. of the, the, the kid because the kid wasn't his. The kid was I, remember, his. I remember reading eight years somewhere. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what I want to know, so this movie you enjoyed, I'm assuming. Yeah. More than the other movie, but yes, I was a a little uh, taken aback for the how much she didn't like it as much as I did. Like I thought this movie was incredible. It, it had so much inspiration, like improv. It was the, really, the script was really just deep, like character um, improvisation just in character. The script was written years and years ago, and Michelle Williams even had the script for like six years before it was even filmed. Wow. Mm. Yeah, um, and the decision, the decision to switch was like later on, and the way they did it was really interesting too, because he would, um, the director would give them both different instructions, but not tell each other what those instructions were. Yeah. And then they would just bounce off each other, um, in character. And then from like the start, get from the start to the end of each scene, and it was just um, really interesting. Oh, that's interesting. Well, what I found also really cool is like Ryan Gosling is supposed to be like a lot of like he's supposed to be this super attractive guy, and like it was really interesting to put him in a very unattractive light. Well, I don't think he was that attractive, but I'm a guy who doesn't find other guys attractive, so. What do you do, mean, guys like is, Ryan Gosling? He's a come on. Even even my partner simps for Ryan Gosling. Yeah, you really? can. Who's okay. can be attractive? 
Doesn't mean people well, aren't people I, I, the same okay, gender attractive. I must have. No, no, I, I do call some guys attractive, but I don't call this guy attractive. Righto. But yeah. I hardly call people like of the same faction. Faction. <laughs> the same oh my god! <laughs> this, I've been playing too many games. Fucking <laughs> World uh, of Warcraft, by the seems of it. No, faction is just a side, Mickey. But, oh, yeah, no. Apparently, yeah. the notebook they chose him because he wasn't that attractive. Then he was. Mm. I don't get it. Uh, I think I he's a, he's an attractive guy, but that's controversial, well, half, I guess. The half this movie, yeah. The second half, a bit less because mm-hmm. he's aged. He's balding. Yeah, yeah. Because like Ryan Gosling is not like actually balding naturally. Like they put like a bald cap on him, which is like oh fuck, kind of funny. Like <laughs> yeah, well, it actually showed you how many years they were together in that sense because it did. To me, it seemed like 10 years, but that kid was not 10. Well, no. that's another thing. The director wanted to actually shoot them um, both parts eight years apart and do like what Richard Linklater did with Before Sunrise and Sunset. But they said, nah. So they went with prosthetics and changed yeah. the actor from a baby to a, a different actor that wasn't a baby. Mm-hmm. But yeah. those, that, they're all those three actors... Well, actors and actresses, they all sort of like lived in the same house in these very, in these characters sort of conditions, I guess. So, yeah, the they money, spent the lots money, of time with each other yeah. to sort of create more, I guess, connections between each other to make the, their performances more convincing. Including the child. So, she actually got to know both these, both these actors very well. And come, come very attached to them, like. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like the child didn't play such a major role in this movie. I think she did. I well, think I she think played they, a huge role. They used her just right, I think. They didn't use her too much, or but they yeah, didn't use her a lot. But you could tell where she like, you know, what she wanted, like in in her in her life. She's a her kid. Fight, yeah. Her final line when the dad walked away. I love him. But I love him. But right. and that's another scene that I find industry interesting. He doesn't say she doesn't say but I but like I but like I love dad or whatever. He just, but, but I love him, like referring to him. Like it feels yeah, because real because he, it's he not told, Oh, I see what you're saying. No 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 because like the kid was living with these these people <laughs> that and um genuinely just had a close sort of relationship with him as like probably has like a caretaker sort of like sort of like a guardian responsibility i would say that this trial to feel mm. over these two but mm. um in the time that they were living together particularly ryan gosling and michelle williams they were given money to um to live on they had to live together on the wages that those particular um, characters would be in. Actors yeah. would be. So quite low budget for both of them, considering that they act. <laughs> yeah, and then you get so, actors like George Clooney, where if you want him to be on in your movie, you got to pay for him to live in some penthouse. Far out. Yes, so obviously the tension started to arise when they had to start, you know, buying stuff that they couldn't actually afford and, like, eating and... Like, you know, they didn't have the luxuries that they were used to having. So a lot of those tensions were real. A lot of the anger 
was very real. Mm. They had a lot of unfilmed arguments. I think I think I liked it. I didn't like it as much as you, Mickey's, because it does remind me of life uh, way too much. Like, it, it was emotional in that sense, right? Where, yeah, it's way too close to home, yeah. Yeah, like, when you want to watch a movie, you're escaping life. You're like, fuck, this is awesome. This is why I like silly shit all the time. Yeah, it depends but, on what you're watching a movie for. Yeah, things aren't normal, yeah. You want an emotional... I made you depressed. You're welcome. Uh, I didn't even feel depressed over this movie. Like, I didn't really feel anything from this movie. I, I, oh, my brain. So, the way I thought about this was like, all right, well, she's not doing this in this relationship, so she's kind of fucking up, and he's also expecting all of this, and then he's fucking up. Well, it's not going to work out for either of them. I like, mm. saw it from a mile away. And oh, I was yeah. Like, it's never, yeah, that's never what gets makes better. It because you, you can see it coming, and there's that dread, and that just sort of, that's like the addiction. But then they kind yeah. of tease you a little bit. They kind of like, oh, look, here's a little bit of hope. Nope. Mm-hmm. They just dash that away, like, pretty much instantly, and they just kind of, you just want to know where the fuck is this going. And that future, that cheesy fucking hotel room scene, that was so difficult. That was oh. so dumb. What do you mean it was, was dumb? It was so difficult to watch. The hotel was my favourite part of the movie because of how horrible it was. So they try and get away, just like not be parents for a night. They go into a room to sort of, I don't know, just have filthy bloody hotel sex and just get away from responsibilities for a second. And she's not having any of it. Oh, she's detached from the situation. Like she's, she's set on a, she just wants to break up with him at that point. She, she's done. And he's mm-hmm. trying and trying and trying. No, and then I don't up. know. Because she didn't really want to, but then she kind of liked the idea. But then she ran no. into her abusive yeah. ex-boyfriend on, on the way there, and it just I think it really fucked her up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that's because she talked about it to Gosling, who has an issue with jealousy, yeah. clearly. No, 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 no. So this was in the past, right? But... No, in the future, but the past, he actually got bashed up by this guy, so he would be angry with the fact that she would speak to him. It'd feel like a betrayal. You know what I mean? Like, why are you talking to him? He he came to my work and and beat me up, beat me up. Like, yeah. It's not like jealousy. It's like, yeah, I know, but like, okay, another scenario. This chick come to your work and be like, you're a piece of shit, you're dating my ex-boyfriend, bashed you up. And then Jack ran into her at the store and started talking to her friendly. Oh, hey, Mickey, I ran into such and such today. What would you, how would you feel? It would depend on how much time had passed. Um, yeah, well, not, this, not this that is long. This time situation. This is like fucking 10 years or some shit. Yeah, like, no, you know. a bit, eight, eight years. But still, yeah. it's trauma. Trauma doesn't, like... He has, what months. I'm saying is he has issues. That's where I'm getting to the point. He has issues that he cannot let go. They both have issues they can't let go. Yeah. They're very and, incompatible. You can sort of tell mm-hmm. that from the eight years ago, the flashback scenes as well. Yeah. Yeah, mm. they were in love all that, that, all that even, time ago. Even though, yeah, even though they're falling in love with each other, you can just tell there's like, it's parts of their personality that just can't just really do it. Even like that, 
Yeah, I like, did get that. I really liked the past scenes a bit more because they were cute, they were younger, and they had that silly love. They were always having fun with each other. Mm. A lot of that was improvised as well. Yeah. Oh, fucking start with the improvising. Okay, I get it. They improvised the movie. I get it. Yes, it's impressive. That's why we mention it again. Like the scene where the where he's got the guitar and he's singing and she's doing the dancing and she sings yeah. the song. It's just called like, good acting. Improvisation. It's not it's acting. Different. There's good it's acting different. and then good improv acting. Is there like different types of acting? A improv really good acting. improv scene that it I enjoyed. Not change my mind about the movie at all. Oh, we're not trying change to change. My mind. We're just talking about it. We're, yeah, we're talking over. about the improv. We like the improv, Jess. Okay, all right. One, one scene that I really liked that was also improv um, is when she was pregnant. She didn't want to tell him mm. um, in the past scene. And they were instructed, Michelle Williams was instructed to not tell the secret to Ryan Gosling. And Ryan Gosling was instructed to do anything in your power to get whatever she thought, whatever the secret is. They weren't told what they was, but so they just improvised on that. And then Gosling's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna jump off this bridge." <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right. Like, it feels like like the conversations feel real because they just like they just figure it out. Like you can you can tell it's just uh, I don't know. There's also that scene where they're slowly revealing the talents to each other. Like, just, like the actress is learning for the first time that Ryan Gosling can sing, and they're like their reactions to each other's talents are like genuine as well. So that was a that was a scene done in one take. That was cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And I, did, I forgot a bit, forgot about that completely. Yeah, it just it was cool. Yeah, there's also just, like the. The past and present scenes are both shown different different cameras and have a different look. Like the the present day is a lot more. It's got a lot more soft focus. It's blurry, like less focused, and it's just lots of close up. It's more mm. um, more claustrophobic. Yeah, actually, I like that. That that was a good scene. I actually there wasn't a lot of lighting effects in that movie because this movie had an extremely tight budget um it had a one million dollar budget so there wasn't a lot of effects there was hardly any at all actually because they just couldn't afford it pure talent um the director had to pay for a lot of this movie out of his own out of his own um bucket really Uh he couldn't afford it um, another scene really hurt. Like I don't really like these type of scenes, but um, but you know, in the in the start where they're trying to look for the dog and they find the dead dog. Yeah, yeah, she finds a dead dog. She finds a dead dog, right? And there's a scene there, like where Ryan Gosling is burying the dog. Mm-hmm. They actually made him dig a hole, like a, an actual hole. Oh, really? Like they didn't like dig it, and then pretend to put him in. He, they actually made him dig that hole. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, just to kind of... Because it really... Like, because that emotion after he dug that hole, he, in the next scene, he's, like, really, really upset. And, mm. like, th- that emotion, because he's utterly exhausted from digging that fucking hole, like... 
just amplifies the um, emotion. Yeah. Yeah. And then that oh, was yeah, that's, that's what what, that's what like leads him to um, book the hotel against his wife's will, and then they go there, and then there's her running into the ex. There's all these things piling on top of each other, as well yeah. as their normal bickering. Yeah. No, well, I thought he was a little bit of a genius in that sense. Like that's something I would do. Like if if you're having a rough time, you just need to get away, and that's what he was. That's what his he was thinking, right? Yeah. So the whole plan was, but it all just crumbled. Like, well, it's like everything just like crumbled after each other. When your partner's like on call and has work really early the next day, then it's not a good idea. Oh no, it's not a good idea. No, that was a bit silly. Otherwise, he probably works a lot though, so it, it's really hard for him to try to do anything with her. So mm-hmm. that is also another thing that would have made everything crumble. Yeah, her job, but she's, they're trying to support a child as well. Yeah. He's not getting paid a lot. Um, no. But he's the, just, like, yeah. he's content. He gets to drink a beer and then go paint houses and then come home to his daughter. Yeah. He says wife and daughter, but yeah, I he, he, he was love and life in that way. He I was reckon. comfortable, but she wanted more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Greedy. No, not really greedy. More like... Trying to make sure it was a safe uh, money income. Yeah. And there's yeah. a lot of debate in the movie who was in the right and who was in the wrong. Oh, like, they were both in the wrong. They were both in the wrong, yeah. I can't say. Yeah. I can't lean towards one or the other. You no, can so like one helps the other and then the other one helps the other. That's how it works. Yeah. But because they were doing that all the time, it was just wasn't working. They're just really reactive against each other. So Yeah. While they're both bad and the wrong, you can kind of understand why they're reacting the way they are. It's mm-hmm. sort of really natural. Yeah. And then it just hit the icing on the cake that one time when, um, uh, it, towards the end, when um, eventually he, he walk, walked into the hospital to go and talk to her mm. and um, yeah. got into an altercation. Yeah. I don't That's know crazy. if he was drunk or not, though, because he had alcohol in the system. He was drinking, but was he drunk? It looked like Michelle Williams was punching him and hitting him really hard for real, too. Yeah. I yeah. tried to do some more research on those couple of scenes, but I think, yeah, I don't really know. Uh, uh, that looked real. Oh, yeah. Like, I really liked this, and it made me want to do that kind of research, too. You just wanted to punch Tori in the face. For no. real. <laughs> Jesus. No, no, he, like, he, he punches that bloody hospital guy fucked out cold. Yeah, it wasn't even a hard punch either. Well, it didn't look like a hard punch. It was a, it was a swift punch. Bang. Yeah, and he's like, what? You got a glass jaw or something, mate? You can't yeah. do a punch. <laughs> yeah, and then and he then fires, Michelle fires starts, his wife. Then Michelle yeah. just like starts to bloody hit him and carry on. And The fact that he went to her work to argue about just wasn't okay. That wasn't okay. So I think they're at a breaking point. He was at a breaking point. And then eventually, you know, that's when she was like, well, I'm done with you. I'm I'm so sick of this. I'm done. And he's like, no, I can change. I can change. But then she's like, no, I'm done. Done. Yeah, she finally broke Yeah, that's another thing too because she lived in a house with her parents where her dad treated her mum like absolute shit. We saw that in one of the past flashback scenes. 
Yeah. And so she didn't want to get stuck in that kind of thing. But Ryan Gosling's character, his parents split up when he was a kid. And just he grew up without one of his parents. And so he wants to hold on to their relationship as much as possible, just really cling to it. Yeah. Yeah. So if he had the chance, if she never broke up with him, I think he would hang on to that relationship forever. Yeah. But in the end, she just said, no, I'm done. Fuck off, basically. And that was really, really sad because the poor kid, you know, Mm -hmm. really, that that final scene, just like, oh. And she's like, but I love you. I'm like, oh, my heart. Yeah, yeah, the kid. So yeah, I reckon they, if they played that kid card in the movie a lot more, I, feel, I would find it more emotional. Otherwise, uh, just watching them go through that relationship was like, I mean, I see that all the fucking time in real life. Like, I don't want to watch a movie. About but it. they are good parents, though. They are trying to do everything in their power know, to make sure I, the yeah, kid is not stuck people, in the abuse. A lot of people in real life try to be good parents, but they get hooked up in their own toxic ways. It's just how, how life happens. Yeah, I just well, don't really... Because, like, he, there's a bit at the start where he says, oh, mummy doesn't like to have fun. And then he's, like, having fun with his daughter, but at the same time jabbing his wife, who's in the kitchen, can hear it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't like that. I saw that. It's a toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. That's so, what the movie wow. Anything what else you guys want to talk about? I think we're done just, there. Uh, just how, I don't know. I want to emphasize how really good the um the sex hotel scenes were. <laughs> and and there's like the subtle like um foreshadowing of the future room. <laughs> the future room, yeah. There's like oh. the future room and the Cupid's Cove, and that's they're mm. like they kind of represent the past. What did you pick? She actually thought, um, like, so as much as she didn't really want to do it, she she really liked it. But she just had no. something dreading in her mind. No, well, she laughed about the future room, like, what was the other room? And she's like, the Cupid room, and she's like, yeah, no, nah, fuck that. <laughs> I just, I really like the way that that um, it was shot too. Really confined. Yeah. Yeah. I just well, what did you pick? Oh, ratings first. No, Gates, wait, what did you rate? No, no, stop. What did you pick, Keegan? Future room or Cupid oh. room? Oh, okay. So which sex hotel themes would we each go with? Well, I think I would go with... Um, oh. I need a preview of the Cupid room. You need a preview of both of them. No, no, if you just want to go the spur of the moment... I might go with a jungle Tarzan themed room, hey? That's not the fucking question, Keegan. I'll sleep no, outside, have no. that. Is that an option? It seems like an option. No, it's like, all right, exactly what happened. He rang him up, like, what rooms do you have? We have future and Cupid room. We've only got two. Is that all you got? That's all we have. All right. All right, what I hang up the pick? phone. Oh, for fuck's sake, Mickey. Cupid room, I guess. I think it'll be too pink. I would have to go to the future room just to be... A bit there more. Like a, there should be like a like a a dirty back alley themed room just for oh, when the trash alleyway. Just for the people feeling extra sleazy. Yeah. Uh, we want to get drunk, spew up in the alleyway. Future room does look fun though, eh? 
Yeah, it does. The bed spins though, that would be that wouldn't be very fun. No, I think that would be fun. Oh, that would be so weird. Can you imagine trying to have sex with your girlfriend or whatever and then it's just turning? Fuck man, you would have to like your one part of your like one side of your body would be so hard trying to keep yourself up. It would be so sore the next day. You will be like muscles on the right hand side or left hand side. Dangerous stuff. It's going at like bugger all like speed, but anyway. I know, but like it's still moving. Like you'd have to keep yourself up. What if you're trying to watch TV? You've constantly got to fucking turn around. Um, (laughs) They didn't have a TV in that room, did they? They did have a TV in that room. Kind of hotel room doesn't have a TV. Yeah, what kind of hotel room doesn't have a TV? Like, actually, no. They have porn on the sex room TVs. Yeah. Ew. Speaking from experience. Okay. What are our ratings? Ten out of ten. I decided. I gave it a ten. Yeah, me Six too. Six out of ten. Chase, you're the yeah. contrarian. Join the hive. Join the hive. Well, hive, hive brain. No, I'm good. Thanks. You gave it a good, perfect score, Keegan. Oh. A plus plus. If I'm being serious, it's like a probably a nine, but it appealed to some a couple of biases. That's not how I got to a 10. Yeah. What are those biases? I like improv and um, high quality, miserable, miserableness. You just like miserable shit. Yeah, like. You like feeling depressed. Do you like feeling miserable, Keegan? Um, No, but I like watching miserable movies if they're like, if they're good. Okay. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, it's certainly different. The whale mm. kind of counts because it's like... It's oh, yeah, that movie's good, though. Yeah. The whale was, good, was a good movie. You know what oh, else counts? Yeah. Our next what? pick, Happiness. No! <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand this no, movie. Okay. Oh. Can, this mm-hmm. movie was a... Fucking, I did not know what to expect, to be honest. Like, I was reading it, I'm like, oh, this could be cool. Like, I'll, I'll read the synopsis, but it's... <laughs> Even the synopsis would be bad. Finding happiness can be a tragic comedy. The lives of many individuals connected by the desire of happiness, often from sources wow. usually considered dark or evil. That's it. It's literally about a movie about what makes people happy. Yeah. <laughs> And There's lots of characters, and they're all connected. It's all yeah. intricate. Lots of coincidence, and it's just, yeah, extremely so, dark. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the main characters of these movies, and yes. then work our way into it's what makes how, them happy. It's weird how this movie worked around one family, and they're all connected. Yeah, they're all connected in a way. Wait, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So let's address the main people. Um, it's oh, where do I start with this? That that joy person. We'll start with her, I reckon. Oh, mm-hmm. the crazy lady. Oh, she one of the. Yeah. I call it. I call her the crazy lady. Is she the one that becomes the, um, the teacher? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what was her ideal of happiness? Because 
I kind of miss the the ball. I kind of miss the um the nail on the head for that. What, that what her happiness was? What is she? She didn't have a happiness. Wait, it didn't really show what, what she made was happy, her about. happy. She wanted to be a part people? of something. She wanted to help, but it didn't really fucking work out. No. I know that's that's the thing. Like she tried so many different things, but she's she just genuinely not a good happy. person. <laughs> Yeah, she's like the only good person in the movie, but she's constantly down in her luck. Yeah, like she just didn't like anything that she did because it just was shit. And yeah, she's got she's terrible the... friends around her. Mm. <laughs> oh, the her... sisters are always yeah, talking about her. It's crazy. They're so condescending. And the opening scene, she's on that date with that dude, and he's just. He goes off at her when that she tries to. That scene was so fucking weird to open a movie on. Holy shit. Yeah, I did not know what to expect there. It set the tone, if I'm being honest. I feel like it put me in the right rain, um, mind frame to finish the rest of the movie. I swear you just said mum. It set me in the mum frame. Isn't the mum frame just a crib? No idea. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it kind of sets the tone. It's very over the top and on the nose. Is in the very unsubtle way, which sort of just allowed me to not take it so seriously. And so yeah. when they were saying shocking things sometimes, especially the scenes with like this sister, who's basically just the good person who's a big victim for everyone, I just couldn't help but laugh at how ridiculous it was and how hard it was going. Like, no, it didn't pull any punches. So sometimes I just found myself laughing. Yeah. Fuck. But some of the stuff that you're laughing at, you shouldn't be laughing at. Like, it's a bit of a twisted, I think. No, it's like a shocked laugh. Like, holy shit, they went there. (laughs) Yeah, that's the problem. But for me, I'm not like laughing. I'm like, I'm just like more disgusted. More than laughing. What the fuck? I'm sitting there thinking, oh my god. But then when it gets to the real dark stuff with that one character. No, and, please don't. And then it's not funny. It knows then it's not funny. It knows what bits to make not funny and which parts to just be over the top funny. I don't know. I think it tried to be funny in those bits too, and I didn't like it. I don't know. There were some lines it, it, that were like, "This should not be happening. This is it, very strange." <laughs> it went really hard, um, just like it did in the funny scenes, but tonally it was just different. It was scary, and this. Just- I am very grateful that it didn't get to the point where it was like it showed a lot of that shit, really. Oh, no, that's too far. Yeah. Oh, well, they wouldn't they be able do. to anyway. They don't what show do anything. It's all implication. It doesn't show anything. It just talks about things happening. I mean, you kind of see Philip Seymour Hoffman's character glue a piece of paper to his wall, but that's the most you get to see, really. Yeah, that was kind of gross, actually. <laughs> <laughs> because it made you think that everything he's done that's glued to that wall is because of that. Mm-hmm. Which is gross. His was the second scene, the second um, intro after the dinner, the date gone wrong scene. And he has this monologue. He's talking to his um his therapist. And holy shit, he's such a fucking disturbed individual. He's talking about how obsessed he is with his neighbor and how much he wants to pump, pump, pump her in that that voice mm. and he's yeah. just he's breathing really loudly it's 
Oh my god. That's disturbing. Yeah, I know. In his way of in his happiness is just to I guess he just wants to powder. Yeah, he just went for the simple route of just having sex with a Sheila that he found really attractive, like his neighbor. But then yep. the mm. problem was it came around to the neighbor and nothing happened, he freaked out. Yeah. So then he just wanted to fantasize but like live on his mm. own type of thing, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he, he he was like honestly a very disgusting character. I was I yeah. kind of surprised that it went there and just like oh yeah now this this chick this landlord lady she's just flopping all over and just yeah, it's, like a salmon I guess so. It's Philip Seymour Hoffman too. He's like a really good actor. Like the performances in this thing are really good too. It's just really good actors playing these really dark roles like that must have been risky for like i know their careers wouldn't it i guess so yeah they're playing these degenerate characters like especially the dude who plays the pedophile yeah (laughs) um he's in a lot of movies though yeah like a really good performance of it just a terrible character yeah like oh my god what did you think the way he would just look at a kid and was like, oh my god, he's the most beautiful thing in the world. Like, oh no, I just can't. I nearly stopped watching it there. I was like, no. This is really bad. He found like one of he's like, oh, his son's like, oh, such and such his family's out of town, but they got to stay up. He gets to stay home. And he's like, oh really? And the next minute, you know what he's doing. He's going over there fucking having sex with the little boy. That's fucking shit. That's not. So I had a feeling he was going to be definitely something is up when the first scene opens up with him and he buys a kids magazine and then jacks off to it in the car. Grim. Yep. Yeah, that was yeah, that was weird. And he does like, oh, the I, 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 I was like, oh, I hundred percent, he's a pedophile. I reckon that's going to come out in the movie. And then they had that scene. Yeah, they had the scene where he's at the hockey game. I'm like, oh no, get him out of there! Don't put him there. Oh yeah. The, the worst part right. was like he was talking to his boy and he was being completely honest to his boy. That was fucked. I feel uh, like yeah. you should lie. If you're in that position, you should be lying to your kid so that they don't have that mental disturbed image for the rest of their life. So like, uncomfortable. Can you imagine being 20 and be like, oh yeah, no, my father was a pedophile. He used to masturbate over me. That's fucking disgusting. And he was saying he went up to him because like everyone at school is saying that you that that you like touched um yep. what's his name? I forgot the kid's name. Um and he's like, Well, yes, son, I did. <laughs> yeah, like, wouldn't you lie about that? Isn't that illegal? You can't do that, and, like Yeah, like, I guess. But then he's like, and then of course the kid, you know, because he's a kid, he's like, What do you think of me like that? And like Yes, but I wouldn't do that. I'm like, I would do this instead. And then he gets upset because obviously, disturbing. Yeah. Also, he's delivering those lines with like tears coming out of his eyes too. It's just yeah, and he's trying to hold them back too. And if he has these like back and forth conversations with his son, there's like multiple scenes, and they're the most uncomfortable things ever. I was cringing, cringing really hard. But they're like. They're shot back and forth, and they're not really in the same room. So a lot of his most inappropriate lines, the child actor isn't really hearing. That's good. Yeah. Mm. 
that not being imagine that like being in the same room that now would be i would not be cool with that mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah it's kind of fucked up there was that other lady as well mm-hmm. in the movie and she was a aspiring um i guess author mm-hmm. and yeah with arms and shit that's the neighbor the neighbor yeah yeah and, yep neighbor and sister of the other characters yeah mm-hmm. yeah she was, she, was, he was crazy he was funny what? Well, she was kind of like the only normal one with a secret no. fetish that she never f- followed. No, she was just yeah, her fetish was wanting to be raped so she could write about the experience, which is yeah, really yeah. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. She didn't play a really big role in this movie, so I didn't really catch that on. Nah. There's the this, the way she talks to her sister is just really condescending too. So those very condescending. Cool. Yeah, she was a horrible person. She has this whole rape thing. Um, happened with Philip Seymour Hoffman, neighbor character. And at the end of the movie, she's like, "Oh, I'm trying to set my sister up with someone. He lives near. He's like, he's my neighbor. And he's trying to set her sister up with the guy who she knows is really mentally disturbed. Philip Seymour Hoffman's character. But also earlier in the movie, Philip Seymour Hoffman did one of his degenerate phone calls to her, so she's getting set up set up with the guy who has already used her before." This is the character that we all feel sorry for. Yeah. Well, he was actually a really sweet guy. He just had this weird horny fetish that he just wanted to... Well, I guess he doesn't have a lot of porn back then besides videos and... No. Um, and, and books. Like, you don't, you don't have the internet, you know? You can't just talk to women over the internet. So yeah. what he would have to do would be ring him up and be like, hey, what are you wearing? And then he would just be, like, masturbating at the same time. Well, that's why I think he's not a sweet guy. No, no, well, well, when you think about it, when it comes to the psycho killer across the hall, he, you know, he hung out with her and made her feel not that lonely. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of sweet. <laughs> In a weird way, like, I don't know. They're both two fucked up people hanging out, I guess. It just, it just showed that Behind this guy who has this weird fetish, he he will help someone out if he needed to. He had this weird fetish about wanting to, I guess, quote-unquote, pound the neighbour. But then when he gets with this other landlady girl, and she's a psycho killer because Mm. um, Mm. the guy, she she was raped by a guy, and she just doesn't, I think she's, like, asexual. And I think... I think it comes off in that implication. Like, she just wants to be kind of hugged and held, not really, like, sexual relations. And I think that's what this guy also wanted because he realised, oh, this is too much for me. Like, um... Maybe without realising, too. With, um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He would have thought he wanted his fantasy, but then... In the yeah. end, he did it. Yeah. He wanted... More passion and not to be as lonely. There's another character who is one of the sisters, the middle sister, I think. And she's like the mother of these kids, and her husband is the pedophile character. Yeah, I think her name and is Trish. She also condescends to the curly haired sister that we all feel sorry for. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh, I know I've got it all, and says things like that. She says, Oh, my life is so good. And 
um, all our relatives say that you're a failure. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was just... also a conversation. But at the same, she doesn't realize what her husband's doing. So she's. Yeah, she's in a mindset. Yeah, she's perfect life. Meanwhile, behind her back, her husband's is fiddling boys. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, so bad. I know. But yeah. after she finds out, you know, everything seems to crumble. Oh, yeah. Wait, did he end up going to jail? Like, did they call the police? I don't know what ever happened to him. We didn't really see the ending. Mm. Um, we only oh. saw the only ending that we got to was when all the girls at the end, they were all gathered around the table yeah. um, having a family gathering. Yeah, they kind of showed you that they were all linked somehow. Yeah. They were just talking about oh, well, the, the, the marriage, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I, I didn't put them together until I saw the scenes of each one. But yeah. that just that just clarified it. No, it was slowly, slowly revealing, slowly revealing all revealing. the connections, and it was just good writing. Yeah, I liked it. But there was also that storyline with the granddad and the grandma, and how they were separating, but not. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. I forgot about them too. That was like, a yeah, but he was he was just like an old man. It's like. Over his relationship, just like you know, being an old man, and she's just like, No, he wants to break up with me, he wants to break up with me. Yeah, and he's but like, he I should didn't say be an old, doing old man things. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I never said actually... that. <laughs> Why do you keep telling people that? But the, yeah, like, he just didn't care. He just, he was Wanted in the point of his life where he's just like, Meh. Yeah, mm-hmm. their story was just was like. Probably the least interesting and didn't feel the most mm. connected to the others. No. Mm. Yeah. But when you think about it, they all had their all different stories. Yeah. It's follow it's like disturbing stories of all age ranges. You know? Yeah. Mm. What did you think about Joy? What did you think she was? Because she, she felt like I felt like she was lonely. And she didn't want to be lonely, but she wanted to help people. But she'd always be in wrong, in like the wrong crowd. Yeah, she was like the good person in a world of people like the other people in her life. I don't know. She's like a, people. a contrast character. Mm. I didn't think about it too deeply. She got manipulated by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So when she was on the phone to that guy who would ring girls. She's just like talk to them. Oh, is this such a oh? What do you want me to wear when we go out? And then he's like, Well, what are you wearing? It's like, Well, I'm wearing this. What are you wearing? Oh, no, but what are you wearing right now? And it's and she's like, Oh, but she still went on with it. Like she didn't click. She was that innocent until yeah, it got to the point where it's like came down to her underwear. She's like, Oh, wait a second. No, hang up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then she slept with that Russian guy. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, she found him very attractive. He really romanced her. So at least he got that out of it, but that was also a sad situation. I, I don't think that was romance, Keegan. Uh, he thought it was. Not romance, more like lustmance. Lustmance. Okay. It's a word. Google it. No, I'm not going to Google that. Thanks for trusting me. So what did you think about the whole joy situation then? Jess? Who, me? Yes. Yeah. I was just that she was an innocent girl who got manipulated easily and she wasn't the brightest spark. 
Yeah. And she just wanted to be helpful to people. That's it. I think that was the point. And the fact that, right yeah, the fact that um that Russian guy was like kind of could see she was lonely, but she always like retracted herself away from social areas. But then when he kissed her, he like she like kind of freaked out, and then he kissed her again, and then was like, "Oh wait a second, do you want to come inside?" And then she still kind of freaked out a little bit, and then yeah, they just had just had sex. I think she was just attracted to him. I also think he had more malicious malicious ideas because eventually he was like, "I want money." In the end, no, well, he stole her fucking shit. He stole the guitar, stole the bloody stereo player as well. Yeah, Yeah, the way the way he just left her apartment, he just like walked off. Yeah, and I was like, "That's underwear," and walked off. Yeah. Horrible. Poor girl. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Poor Joy. Can we please talk about the final scene? Um, Actually, I want to talk about the sleepover scene. Oh, my oh, God. No. Oh, no. The, okay. The, one, of the, one of the darkest things I've ever seen. This scene. You and, can just you can yeah. tell he's a predator waiting to pass. Oh no! Do you want a sandwich? Oh, yeah. Do you want you this? Know, do you want this? Do you want this? Like, oh, you like, sure you're not hungry? Oh, it's like fucking holy shit! This guy. Let's talk about the scene because tell well, me what on. you thought about it first. There's there's the build up. He's watching yep. the kids play um little league, and he walks up to this fence. And it's just a close up of his face behind the fence, and it's like, oh, it's a symb- symbolism. He's like a caged animal. He just wants to. Unleash on this on a kid or something. The one oh, that he's is that what you got out of that? It just like, come up with a close up of the boy, and it was like sparkles in his eyes, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Off. Having, yeah, that just oh, that, no. that close up on him through that mesh was just so menacing. And then he's like, "Oh, talking to the kid's dad." He's like, "Hey, maybe you could have a sleepover at our house because our kids get along." And then he. Poisons everyone with sleeping stuff. No, no, the little boy said that, oh, such and such wanted to sleep over tonight. Yeah. And then he's like, like, yeah, no worries. An opportunity. Yeah. And so he makes them all ice cream. Everyone's getting drugged, including his wife and kids are all there. And um, she had the best sleep in the world, supposedly. The kid's like, oh, no, thanks. And he starts freaking out. He's like, what do you want? I got to get you something to eat. It's like, oh, no, ice cream. I got yeah. something else. He settles for a sandwich. Tuna and then salad. His family starts falling asleep and he puts his son to bed. He puts his wife to bed. She's like, oh, I'm so tired. He's like, all right, I'm going to go back downstairs. And then he goes downstairs to poison the kid. And it like pans across to a photo, like a family photo as he's walking down to just, I don't know. Ugh. Oh, so, so Fuck. fucking grim. I I hated it. It's like, it it just shows that he's got this family, but he's so corrupt. He's betraying betraying that family. Yeah. Just evil. When he was eyeing off the boy initially, before the sleepover, I hated how they had the music, as if it was like some regular Brady Bunch type music, like happy family. Oh, no, uh, I didn't pay attention. The music comes it's like no fuck off no 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 <laughs> yep 
But I don't, I don't remember there being any music in that particular dark scene. It just stopped. It was just, you could tell it was a lot more scarier and a lot more fucked up. Yep. And then after the sleepover, the kids got these symptoms and then people are catching on to what the guy's doing. So now he's in trouble. The weird thing was, I was like, well, he drugged his whole family. How come they all don't have that symptom? Because I'm a very innocent person to what happens there. <laughs> Unless they, unless his he had an STD. bleeding out of his butt, Jace. No, but like he spewed up, like mm-hmm. I don't know, like was he feeling icky in the stomach, like, or did he do something with his mouth? Like I don't know, like it didn't really say anything. Yeah, I don't know probably the the drug. No, but the the family was drugged. That's the thing. I'm so that's why I was so like, what the fuck. Maybe he put too much in that one. Oh, maybe. maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's a side effect of the terrible thing he did. I don't know. I didn't want to yeah, think that yeah. much. Of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And that phone call after all. Oh, that fucking. I hated that scene when he drove him home, too. He's like, oh, I'm not feeling well. Can you take me home? No. Mm hmm. I thought yep. he was going to do more than I'm like. Yeah, I know, because like, he kind of like was on his on his chest and going down. I was like, wait a second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah wait, but there's also like later on, he's in bed next to his wife. Like earlier in the movie, she's asking him if he loves her because yeah. she's a bit annoyed by him because he's not attracted to, I guess, her. Attracted to kids. Yeah. Then later on in the movie, he's like, oh, I've done these terrible things. I'm in trouble. And he's trying to wake up his wife. He says, hey, do you love me? And he's like, switched it around. And he's trying to he's trying to tell his wife that he's sick. Like almost a cry for help in a way. Yeah. You know I mean? That was. But she was too cold out to realize like she was very tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grim. Painful. Was very just, grim. Yeah. I Did you want to talk it. about the, the final scene, Mickey? You were talking about earlier? Yes, I'll talk about the final scene. So mm-hmm. after Olmec gets found for being a pedophile, he, it, you know, she, the wife picks him out and all, they all go to the uh, like a di- a family dinner table and they discuss the whole incident as a family, I guess. It's like, well, our lives are all sort of falling apart, like... Mm-hmm. You know, some of them are a bit happier, but then she's kind of empowering that you know what uh, things will be all right. You know, get over it. There's also the line where the author is laughing at the younger sister, Joy, and then she yeah. goes, "Oh, don't worry, I was laughing with you, not at you." Yeah, yeah. that was fucking cringe. But I wasn't laughing. That was funny. <laughs> you thought that okay. was funny? Yeah. All right, Keegan. Like fucking hell. Yeah, okay. Green. Come on. No, it wasn't funny, Keegan. Something really funny happens later on in the scene, but yeah, get back to it, Biggie. The kid, um, the pedophile's son, Mm -hmm. I forgot his name. He's like upstairs and he's like, I I think this is like been a year or something after the incident, maybe. Um, It's been some time. It was was some time. Um, Yeah. And he sees these girls down at the pool and, you know, he's just going and at he's it. he's like, and, oh, fuck yeah. Look at that. She's pretty hot. Pull it out. 
you know, he does his business and uh, oh, I don't want to talk about a little bit what of semen hits, hits the pole and no. he, like, walks into the family room. Oh, no, no, just... no. You missed what? an important detail. The dog. The dog. The dog oh, I know. Oh, oh. The dog goes in <laughs> dog. and gives the mum a kiss and she's like, oh, hello. Oh, no. The dog licks it off, then goes and gives his mum a kiss, or the grandma a kiss, sorry. Oh, yuck. And then the kid walks in. I he, has a little announcement. he has a little announcement to make to the rest of his family. I just came. I came. <laughs> and they're all like, what? Because the only time he, like, he, this kid was so paranoid about coming this whole movie because all his mates were talking about it at school. You know, fair enough. The young kids, they're experimenting. They're telling each other stuff, you know, all that type of stuff. So he spoke to his dad about it, not knowing his dad was a pedophile, but his dad would actually speak to him about it, um, which I thought was kind of wholesome in a sense because he was very being very straightforward. I thought it was creepy. Did you actually? Yeah. I thought it was, you... Yeah, I thought it was terrifying. Wait, especially, would you lie to your kid? Especially when he says, do you want oh. me to show you? Oh, yeah, no, yeah. yeah that, that, that's a bit of a different story. No, I didn't think it was wholesome at all. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. The understanding, like, you know. I like t- having a conversation with a kid is one thing about life. Like, that, that's wholesome to me. But life. then if, he, if he's it's like. It's not in that context. Nah. Oh, okay. That's too far. That too far. It's there's, the... a, there's, a, there's a talk, and then there's that. Like. <laughs> yeah, but the kid was asking questions. What are you going to do? Lie to the kid? I don't know. I hope my kid doesn't ask me questions like that. Yeah, because those are really straightforward <laughs> questions for a kid. You, you just—I reckon you would just look blankly at your kid, Keegan, and be like, "Go speak to your mother." Be like, just go Google it. Oh, Daddy Keegan, I haven't come yet. Can you tell me <laughs> go why? Talk to your mother. Wow, I didn't. I didn't like Jace's little thing he did just then. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy Please delete it. <laughs> no, that's staying in. That's staying no. in. That's some good Dang. quality content of laughter. That's some crying. Jace, Jace is just really getting into the movie, Happiness. That fit. It fit with oh, the movie. This movie was fucked up. Hey, this movie. Fuck that know. movie. It's like these conversation scenes, the last one between them near the end. That oh, was yeah. the part. Painful. Fuck oh, yeah. that movie. The the one where the kid is talking to his dad and the dad is saying, "Yeah, I did it." Oh yeah, that was fucked. Yeah, no, that no. Was fucked. All right, let's move on. So yeah. I rated this movie a one out of ten. What? <laughs> it was. Uh, I I couldn't. I couldn't, Keegan. I nearly stopped the movie and just went on with my life. That's how bad it was. Okay. I get you there, Jace. I also stopped the movie at one point, and I had to take a physical breather and come back a couple days later. <laughs> but it's weird because all the really bad stuff that I didn't want to listen to or watch was like the first half of the movie. The other half was kind of more, a bit more timid. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. Kind of? Nah, it's pretty consistently like not pulling punches. It's like... It's there's some bits that are it's not played for laughs. 
like the sleep ever scene in the conversations, and but the other ones are sort of played for laughs, just how unfortunate like that sister character is and the conversations with them and Philip Seymour Hoffman. But they're equally harsh. Just equally brutal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I okay. gave this movie a four out of ten. Four, four out of ten. Damn me, yeah. that's not bad. I um, was still movie- bad. <laughs> I just think this movie's it's got great writing and performances. The way they're all connected and the characters play off each other and just and just the, the limits it doesn't care about. It just goes hard and it's high mm. quality stuff, so I gave it a nine. Well What was the markdown for? Why well, not a ten out probably, of ten? Probably the grandparent stuff, not feeling yeah. that little that minor criticism I had earlier. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. I didn't hate it. That that bit. Oh, I I hated most of the movie, but I couldn't really. <laughs> oh yeah, I hated I, I hated I hated a lot of it, but that's why I rated it so high because mm. it, it was making me feel that way. Yeah. When I was when I watched the first bit of it before I turned off the movie for the first time, I was like, "This is going to be a one out of ten movie." Mm. But, but then, then it brought you back a bit. Brought me back a bit. Yeah. It just kept going downhill, Mikkel. How why would you just think it's gone up? Like I don't understand. Because of all the interconnections it was making and the very it was I just liked the how it was like happiness is not how you expect it to be. Mm-hmm. Like someone else's happiness is not what you mm. And your yeah. happiness is probably as isn't the actual your true happiness. Yeah, that was Philip Seymour Hoffman's character. I don't. I wouldn't say I felt emotion in that movie though, other than disgust. Disgust, mm. shock. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I watched half of it with Tori. She was busy with work, but like she oh. was. She was like, "Wow, this is shocking." What yeah. did Tori think about the movie? She said, "Wow, this is shocking." That was it. That's the an oh. emotion, I guess. Good job, Keegan. You picked a emotional movie. Yeah. Mm. We had disgust. We had sad, sad, yes. sadness and disgust. Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> I, think, double... I think Jace was wanting like sad or like. <laughs> you know. I think they hit me in the fields, but not those type of fields. I was even but thinking of going yeah. the wholesome route, but I almost did. I almost went with like an old Yasujiro Ozu movie. The guy who did Tokyo Story. Is going to be like a wholesome classic, but uh, nah, happiness was the way. I'm happy with the way I'm with my decision. Like, He's gone um, with the fireflies, but everyone's seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. I, mm-hmm. Um, I thought uh, the story of Yonosuke was actually really wholesome, they hit me in the fields. Yeah, yeah, that was featured in our last episode, that one. Mm. Actually, these two movies, I feel like they would also fit in another category that I thought about. Both, oh, yeah. um, both um, Blue Valentine and Happiness. They would also fit in a category that I think we should do one day. Movies to not watch on your first date. Oh. Uh. <laughs> oh. We all, that we work. Are, yeah, We are almost done with the wheel, too. We need a new wheel. All right. All right. All right. I got a new theme. Netflix and chill. Yeah. Uh, what movie would you put in just so you can get laid? I mean, I'm just I mean, going to pick... Obviously a Netflix um, movie. 
<laughs> Something that you can have in the background, but you're not really, you don't really care. Yeah. Well, I've already seen Kissing Booth one and two, so I'll probably just use it as an opportunity to finish the trilogy. No, yeah. Of course you would. It wouldn't actually be a Netflix and chill for King, and it'd be like an opportunity to finish this trio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. I'd be like, Tori, stop. This is Kissing Booth 3. Take it seriously. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't think that would happen, Keegan, but okay. It'd be you, oh. Keegan, all over Tori, trying to kiss her during her favourite movies. Depends on how good Kissing Booth 3 is, Jess. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah, I would not watch Blue Valentine or, or um, Happiness on a first date. Mm. I don't know. I think Netflix and chill would be a good a good theme. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, well, what's our next theme? Let's move on. It's getting oh, late. Keegan, it's, it's a music. Yeah, so one theme, gothic. So Jason and Mickey got to pick. Yeah. And you yeah. banned us from Tim Burton movies. Well, you weren't really banned. You could have if you really wanted to. I was just, I would have been disappointed if it was just two Tim Burton movies. Well,. I, I did the thing that Keegan taught me a long time ago. I went into Letterbox, went to lists, typed in Goths. And the oh. second movie on that list was Hunger. And yeah. I'm like, Hunger? What's this about? It's like, oh, it's about vampires. Oh, okay. And I'm like, look, scroll down. Oh, Keegan hasn't seen it? Oh, even more? Okay, done. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> but because I, I, don't, I don't pay for Letterbox anymore, I'm like, Keegan, how do we watch this? And he's like, this. And I was like, okay. Dumb. And yes. he's like, did you lock uh, it in? Yeah, I did, Keegan. That was our whole conversation. <laughs> well, there you go. What I you had mean? an issue. I also had an issue looking for a movie because I swear Keegan's seen it nearly every single gothic movie, but I ended up picking one called The Craft. Is it yeah. that witchcraft? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I might really like these themes. Yeah, I, I like about a bit of goth too. I like gothic movies. These aren't really Kigo picks. They're all my favourites are from the 60s. Yeah, but you've seen them all as a thing. That's, oh, I actually wanted to pick Rosemary's Baby, but you've fucking seen it, so... Well, I could have given you a list of gothic movies I haven't seen yet. Like a bit from the 20s, I bet. I didn't want to pick something that you wanted to see, though, Keegan. I picked something that you haven't seen that, you, that was on your watch list. Because you have a oh, big watch list. Valid. Yes, that's yeah, the craft is on your watch list as well, so I I picked that for you. You're fucking welcome. Yeah, you're you're welcome, Keegan. I'm not. You aren't in trouble. Okay. I'm just. I'm not saying we are. What you're just. Saying? You're whining. Wait, you uh, do you not want an I would pick, even though they're on your fucking watch list. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's not a sixties. Oh, it's on my watch list, but. <laughs> I don't know. I've just been a little bit tired of the eighties lately. Do you, do you ever get tired of the 60s? No. Nah. Exactly. Oh, my God. Um, Deal with it. All right, <laughs> so one thing we didn't say, did you guys want to double feature Blue Valentine and Happiness? Uh, no. No. No, they, they are a bit different. One's a little bit more wholesome than the other, and the other one's a bit fucked up. No, either of them are wholesome. No, I was going to say, which one's wholesome? <laughs> I want to know. No, well, the other one was more wholesome, like um, oh, the, love, you know the love story. Blue I would Valentine. double pitch uh, um, Blue Valentine with A Woman Under the Influence because they're both improv-heavy 
like very talented improv heavy drama family movies yeah. that are harrowing and very disturbing i think Women Under the Influence is a little bit more of a difficult watch than Blue Valentine. Mm. I wouldn't know what to, what to combine happiness with. That's on its own separate realm. Mm. I was actually thinking of cuties. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Although, you it is a controversial film. Up to it. I think, in a way, yes, because happiness is a very controversial film. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's a double feature because you're watching Happiness and then you're watching a character from Happiness's favorite movie. Mm. No, anyway, we. No, he likes boys. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, fuck, we need to stop this podcast. This is, yeah. this is fucked up. All right. Is no emails. No emails. No, we checked it earlier. No emails. Oh, you're all the lame. Send in emails. We might add some. We might add your themes into the wheel. Someone yeah, email us. We'll add into the fucking wheel. Yeah, Jemima. So we don't have to fucking watch happiness, please. Mm. Yeah, Jemima. That's yeah, a big one from Keegan. Keegan's. Does Mike yeah. still watch? I don't know. Oh. Hmm. Oh, listen, not watch. Fuck's sake. <sighs> Sometimes Alrighty. he, yeah. Sometimes he what? Sometimes he logs some stuff on Letterboxd. Yeah. I follow Mark on Letterboxd. He doesn't um he doesn't review. No. Oh, sad. Hmm. But he still <laughs> logs. He's still better than some of our friends. Some fat logs. Mm. I, I'm no. dropping fat logs. I'm dropping I fat logs almost every day. Almost every day. Yeah, but yeah. because you do it so often and you expect us to like every single fucking one of them, then I just don't oh. do it. I just don't do it, you know. Well, you know, yeah, I expect my friends to do the bare minimum, Jess, liking my bare letterbox. Minimum. Bare minimum <laughs> is like like when Ethan finally puts a, like a, a rating up with um some like a review. Like, he always just rates movies, but he never puts a review. If he ever put a review, I would like it, but he doesn't. Right, yeah. so so that's bare minimum. If you put in the review, I'll like it because he never does it. You do it all the time. That is not bare minimum. Come on, I like all of your reviews. This is just rant about us now. We should. <laughs> oh, yeah. I followed right. one of my friends the other day, and he didn't follow me back. Fuck me. All right, all right, all right, all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Oh my god. Good night. Yes. Yeah. No worries.